Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday with Mary Brotherton. On Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern, Mary and her guests share manifest success stories and tips for how you can learn to create the life you've always wanted. Jillian Harris is with us the second Monday of each month. The Conscious Cougar herself and our generous sponsor will join the show. You don't want to miss Jillian's dynamic personality and manifesting knowledge. Now grab a pen and paper for Mary's phone number, then just call her with your questions about manifesting and the law of attraction. Here's that number, area code 516-418-5651. Don't be shy. Good morning and thank you, Honey Smith Walls, for that lovely introduction. Today is um, September 4th, 2023. Here in the United States of America, it's Labor Day. This is a day we typically take off from work to celebrate everyone who labors to make our lives easier. Now, today we're going to talk about what you want. We want to talk about what you really, really want. Every manifestation begins with a dream a thought, a goal, an end to your wish. You can't manifest something if you don't know what you want. So name it, claim it, expect it, and accept it. Let's get you moving toward whatever it is you want. Let's rearrange your world so you can finally have what you've been looking for all this time. You do not need to work to manifest what you want all day long. Once a day is enough to remind the universe what you want and that you are serious about it. If you've listened to me before, you know that I love my manifest journal and I write everything in it that I try to manifest, that I don't try, that I do manifest, that I want to manifest. And if I put it in there properly, if I have the right language, it comes to fruition every single time. It's been amazing to watch. Set a timer on your microwave, your alarm clock, your phone. Count it off on your fingers if you have to. You don't need more than 10 minutes, and five is usually enough. Sometimes two is all you need. I like to state my intentions while I'm brushing my teeth. My dentist turned me on to electric toothbrushes years ago because they're set to brush your teeth for two minutes. Mine has a neat little gear switch up every 15 seconds, so each quadrant gets the same amount of love and attention. Two minutes is usually more than enough time to set my tone for the day. It's become part of my morning ritual. If you don't want to manifest while brushing your teeth, if you want to just be mindful about your toothbrushing, choose another time. It's fine to multitask, and it's fine if you want your manifest ritual to be all you do for those two to five minutes, ten to five, five to ten minutes, whatever it takes is, is the perfect amount of time for you. All you have to do is imagine every single detail for what you want. What does it look like? 
How does it sound? Are colors involved? What colors are they? Can you smell it? Can you touch it? What are the textures and aromas of what you want to manifest? I'll tell you all about mine in just a minute to give you some ideas. Think about what it will feel like to you when you achieve your dream. What does your manifested goal do for you emotionally? Will this bring you joy? If not, this is not for you and you will never achieve it. You have to put yourself in the picture. Imagine how you will feel inside each and every step. And better yet, imagine yourself experiencing what you are manifesting. It's like when we were children and we would pretend and we would say, let's make believe I'm a fairy princess. In your mind, you were already a fairy princess. If you wanted to pretend that you were playing house, and you were the mommy, somebody else was the daddy, somebody else was the baby. I had a family. I had a large family growing up. There were eight of us. The two older kids were almost too old to play with us, to play pretend. And the younger kids were, you know, they just did what we told them to. But the, there were three of us that got together all the time. And we would pretend to do things and, and be things that we weren't. And we would make the little ones, you know, you be a frog, you be a... Um, a gnome, you be a pixie, and I'll be the fairy princess. Um, usually it was my one of my younger sisters who was the fairy princess. I sometimes got to be the witch. I'm not sure why that happened that way, and it was okay. I learned a lot during those pretended days. So I want you to pretend that you already have what you have, but know that you're not pretending. You're manifesting. You don't need to be concerned with how why or when your manifestation occurs imagine it has already happened whatever you want it's yours you have it thoughts become things energy put out equals energy returned i'm currently working on some things and we'll go into some of those not all of them but i just keep putting this energy out that i have this i have this i have this and i've already imagined what I'm going to do when I get it. So it's kind of fun. I want you to get physical when you visualize. Yell, shout, wave your hands, pump your fists, do a happy dance. If you can't do all that while you're brushing your teeth or whenever, do it after you put your brush away. Swing your hips, stomp your feet, blink your eyes. Do something physical. It makes all the difference in the results. Another great manifesting ritual is to incorporate your envisioning in a daily walk. Your arms are swinging, your feet are moving, and you could be walking the walk instead of just talking the talk. So I'm going to ask you, and I see we have a caller, and I'm going to get with our caller in just a second, and we'll, I'll go back to my details in a minute, um, but I want to know what are your top three dreams. So I'm going to bring our caller in and see. Hello there. Oh, hello. Hello, caller. Am I talking to Mary? This is Mary. Hey, it's uh, Jay calling from Canada. How's it going? Hi, Jay. Welcome back. Good to have you, buddy. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah, I was listening to your show and manifesting. How's that, so world, that new job working out? It's actually working pretty good. Um, good. I... You know, we're working together, 
trying to work together. We have some issues with uh, communications. I don't know if it's that has to do with the millennials or how they have been worked, but uh, otherwise that seems to be pretty good. Yeah. Ooh, you can fix that. You can manifest better communications. Oh, really? That, that's, yeah, man. You can say, you know, just um, tell yourself and tell the universe um, and name the person. Um, Johnny and I communicate very efficiently. Susie <laughs> learned, or, uh, not even worry, worry about the word learn. Um, I love how Susie is so responsive to my emails. I'm grateful that Alfred comes to my office and talks to me whenever he has a problem or whatever the issue, you know, make it very personal, make it very uh, specific, but just say, I love the way this person communicates with me. You will be amazed at how that turns things around because what happens is you're putting out these communication vibes you're pushing them out into the world and you're telling the universe this this person and I communicate like professionals we never have any um well don't don't say never because that's a negative um you don't want to ever put anything like oh I wish she would talk to me without mumbling or I wish his emails weren't so cryptic. You just make it very, very positive, very concise, but very specific. I I love the way this person emails me so that there's I know exactly what they're looking for. Thank you for letting this person remember to follow up on phone calls. And I will tell you that millennials tend to um, I don't know if they think that we're all mind readers because we're older or if it's just that they like to text. They don't like to necessarily do the things that we grew up thinking were the way to communicate. Right. Um, but you can easily turn that around and make it so that it works. For, I mean, I have had people tell me, don't email me unless you text me first. And so what I started doing was I I kind of conditioned myself to do it, you know, follow their rules for a while. But I also conditioned them by telling the universe, I love it when Melanie responds to my emails in a timely manner. And because for a while it was she wanted me to text her email her, and then follow up with another text to tell her I was going to phone call her to tell her that I had emailed her. And that's just too many steps for me, way too many steps. So I just, I said that, I don't want to do that. So this is what I want to do. I want to, I don't mind texting somebody to say, please check your email. Um, I hear people constantly tell me, I have 17,000 emails. I can't find yours. Well, then you need to dump your email box and start all over again. I told somebody recently this because she said, I have 17,000 emails. I can't possibly keep up with it. I said, well, why don't you just empty your email box? If you're not responding to email, why bother to use it? So empty your email box and start over. She said, but the problem is I have all these subscriptions. 
I said, so start with the first one subscription you get today, the first one that pops up, go and unsubscribe. And, you know, one of my pet peeves, Jay, is I'll I'll unsubscribe from something and I'll get an email right back. You're unsubscribed from our email list. Um, just unsubscribe me. I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. I find that um, uh, manifesting right now, it seems like it's on a timeline. Because I remember I was talking to you about this, about job and thing. And uh, <clears throat> I find right now is that stuff I've manifested during the well during my job right now that I'm doing like a task. I wanted to do something with a, a vehicle. I had to rewire it. And I wanted to do it, but it showed up later in a few mo- oh, about a few months from when I thought about doing it. It's really interesting. I mean, sometimes when you manifest something or not manifest, when you have that notion in your mind or that feeling of manifesting something and doesn't show up for whatever time period and you remember it months later or years later it's quite a joyful experience uh, <laughs> but you don't realize yeah. that you, you already said that emotion right yeah exactly exactly and i've i've had that happen to me over the years and it boils down to becoming more mindful with how you speak what you're speaking and that's one reason i like my manifest journal i i have i mean i'm my second big one i used to just scribble these things down wherever but i like to be able to go back and i've only recently started dating them and putting a time because uh, you know at 11:13 on you know <laughs> september the 3rd i want this and that way it helps right. me when I get it to go back and see how long did it take me to get it, down to the minute. Okay. Um, you don't have to do it that way, but there are times that I've written things in my book, and I, I, I like to just flip back occasionally and revisit because I know there are things that I've wanted for a long time, and I want to know why don't I have it yet. So I go back and I look and I realize, oh, I wrote it wrong, or I wrote it with camouflaged negative language sometimes. Like I mentioned, don't say never because that just throws in that, ooh, it's not going to ever happen. So um, writing it down, you can then forget about it. I typically write it down. Sometimes I'll write these dreams more than once and sometimes I just write them once and, and walk away. Um, I am working currently on a financial manifestation, and I'm doing what they call the 369 method. I write it down three times in the morning, first thing when I get to my computer desk, and then I write it six times throughout the day. And then before I leave my desk at night, I write it nine more times. And I have a special journal for that because I don't want to, muddy it up with anything else. I just want that to be what I focus on. Um, and I, I just very simply state, um, I receive and the amount of money that I've chosen that I should receive every month. Sometimes I switch it up to monthly or each month. And uh, a couple of days ago, I sat down, 
I, I'm looking for a lot of money. Um, but I sat down and I wrote exactly what I can do with that kind of money every month, how much that breaks down to per day, what it comes to per year, and the number of people and other causes I'll be able to help support as a result. And I thought, wow, that really is a lot of money. (laughs) But there's no reason for me to believe that I can't have that money. And, um, you know, with you and, and this communication, there's no reason to believe that you cannot get these people to communicate with you the way you want them to. It, you can change people just by changing your own vibration. And, and you don't have to stand out next to a lamppost and touch it and have the lights come on for your vibration to change. It's, just, it's more of a mental thing. You know, just being grateful. And even if you've got somebody right now that just, oh, is driving you nuts with the way they're communicating... Name that person and then start thinking of other things that you do like about them so that you change your focus from what you don't like to what you do like. And then you throw in, I like the way this person communicates with me. And you can start with things like, wow, that person looks really good in that color shirt. Or I noticed so-and-so got a new haircut. Or... It it can even be something as simple as that person is so confident that they're communicating with me in the proper way. Even even though you know they're not, don't throw that part in there. Just stick to the part that is utterly, utterly, utterly positive. Okay. Okay. My um, my ex-husband was the biggest naysayer to all of my woo-woo thinking. And he just he just didn't get me. And I didn't realize for a long time that my marriage was doomed until, oops, it was gone, you know. But the man was actually doing his own version of manifesting a divorce by worrying that I was going to leave him for many years. And then... Toward the end of our marriage, he started asking me questions about, well, do you want to leave me? Would you let your family come between us if we got a divorce? Or if we got a divorce, let's make sure. And I'm like, why is he even discussing that word in the context of our marriage? It, it, it didn't make sense to me. But um, he was just so afraid that I was going to leave him that eventually I did. Because he kept pushing and pushing and manifesting it. And I didn't know, this was more than 25 years ago, probably closer to 30. But I did not know at the time that that's what he was doing. But now that I know more about manifesting, I realize he manifested a divorce that he did not want. So you see how that works with communication? Yep. Okay. So was there anything else you wanted to talk about today? Well, I was was going to comment on what you were talking about, manifesting and, you know, saying out loud. I I find it works on the feeling of it at that moment. Oh, yeah, Um, absolutely. Manifesting in that moment. And and the feeling 
Pardon me? Go ahead. I was going to say that uh, sometimes we actually we tend to um, linger it uh, too long and just let it go. It's sort of like blowing up a balloon in a way and then, you know, letting it go. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's a yeah. good analogy. I like that. Yeah. You know, you blow up the balloon and it's beautiful and it's nice and tight and fat and pretty and... But when you let it go, it's also very pretty and colorful as it drifts off into space. Right. And uh, I feel that um, it's a, it also has to do with, with time, too. Um, when you're like when you're manifesting, time is always a factor in anything. But uh, when you're manifesting, whatever that is, that once you're, if you manifest it initially in that moment and then you harp on it and harp on it but um dwell on it or you know just concentrate on it more it tends to yeah, beat the whole, you beat diminish. a dead horse what you're trying to say yeah so that's what and, i do in my you know, drumming class <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it it's interesting because you can Focus on something too much because then it becomes a worry. But if if you're expressing it in, in, if you release it to the universe filled with love and light and nothing but positivity, you can't do it too often. So that's why I said find something about the the people that you're having issues with communicating other find something other than their communication that you like about them and and keep thinking about and this is something that I have learned to do and it's it's a kind of a something you have to teach yourself but you realize right now we're having a conversation so we're speaking with our mouths and our ears in our minds. If you were doing a manifest ritual, speaking it to yourself, you might whisper it. So you're still using your mouth, your ears, your mind. But even before that came out as a whisper, you had a thought. And I have learned to manifest so much more by training my thoughts to be mostly positive most of the time. I can't, I haven't ascended to that point where I can say all the time, but most of the time I'm very, very positive. And as a result, I can have a thought and I know that it's it's going to be a positive thought. And so I can manifest more quickly because I'm not actually speaking it out. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, right. So, you know, you can, while you're, you know, dealing with, you know, the next time you have a situation with somebody who's not communicating with you properly, instead of, if you're like me, rolling your eyes and going, oh, I wish she would learn to just say what's on her mind. Or, you know, why why is she being so hard to understand? You know, instead of doing that, just say, Hey, I'm grateful this person is communicating at all. I and just keep 
finding the little things to praise about their communication style, but also at the same time, you're putting out this subliminal thought of Susie communicates so well and so professionally with me. I just love it. And, and that's the hard part is training your mind to not go to the, the less pleasant places. So what would it feel like to you to have everybody in your job communicating on a level that works for you? Um, It would be the feeling of uh, trust. I don't know what the feeling of trust is. Uh, The feeling of uh, a, a certainty, a certainty mm-hmm. um, of communication, certainty of um, of points getting communicated across. So there's an understanding of um, uh, across both parties, an understanding. Um, and the feeling of uh, getting things accomplished more quickly. Okay. So you could even incorporate each of those feelings into your manifesting. Um, Something along the lines of, I love communicating. Are these um, people your colleagues, your people you're supervising or people who are supervising you? Oh, it's my supervisor. But you know what uh-huh. interesting you said about, yeah, about communication. <laughs> my, my, is interesting, this is about manifesting. My supervisor said, said one day, I love, you know, so I, said, I like, I like uh, suffering. <laughs> oh, and my heavens. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened next? I think it was the next day or the, no, it happened the same day. Uh, their car or truck got stolen. It had the keys in it, so they, re- they had to redo their uh, house uh, locks. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I haven't seen I, that. Like I was raised on sarcasm. Um, sarcasm was a form of humor in my family. Sarcasm was our love language. And, you know, sarcasm is filled with vitriol and anger and negativity and uh, inferiority. Um, so I have had to retrain myself to speak without sarcasm. It's hard, but I'm learning that I can be much more humorous without being sarcastic because that was how we thought things were funny. Oh, it's funny to be sarcastic about somebody. And, um, I'm learning to be humorous without the sarcasm, and it's changed a lot because it's more, much more positive. It's always better to have somebody laughing, but to say that you enjoy suffering will only bring more suffering. And it, it's cool that you notice that. So I would definitely say that 
your um, your when you're manifesting, just, and throughout your day, just be thinking these thoughts that um, it's great to build a, a trusting relationship with my supervisor. I appreciate my supervisor communicating with me so that I can always be certain of what the intention is. Um, and I forgot what the third one was, but you, you get what I'm saying. Because I, so I read... Yes. Um, clear communication with my supervisor eliminates any negative emotions that might come in. So, you know, just always be thinking in terms of clear communication with my supervisor is easier than I ever expected it to be. Clear communication. And throw that, you know, always, you can just kind of throw in clear communication with my supervisor and then fill in the blank with what it is you're looking for. Okay. I mean, that, that's really, um, I mean, you've already seen how fast she was able to manifest a bad situation in her life by saying, I like suffering. I mean, nobody likes to suffer. Why? I mean, I'm sure that was sarcasm when, when it was spoken, but why? So um, I think you're, you're miles ahead of a lot of people. Because I saw how you manifested your job for yourself, and I think you can you can turn this around fast. Okay. I always like hearing from you, Jay, because I always know you're going to call back later and tell me how it worked out. And I think this is no going worries. to be faster than than even you know. It's just going to. You know what what actually could happen, um, and I know this is going to sound like a, a negative thing, and it may be. I don't know. Um, sometimes my words come out before I know what the outcome is. When you say things like clear communication with my supervisor instills trust, clear communication with my supervisor helps me understand exactly what's expected of me. Clear communication with my supervisor eliminates all negativity on my job. Your supervisor that you're now working with might just be replaced. It's not necessarily that the universe is going to make this person instantly a better communicator. But you're telling the universe what you expect with your supervisor, whoever that person may be. And you and I both know that, you know, whatever we ask of the universe comes to us, but it doesn't always come the way we expect it to. Just like she said, I'm, I, I like to suffer. Well, guess what, honey? You got it. So we, when we tell the universe what we want, the universe provides it for us as fast as possible in the easiest way possible. So the easiest way might be, Unfortunately, that person might lose her job and you'll get somebody better. Right. Or it could be 
<laughs> she might get a promotion and move up the ladder. <laughs> you know how they do managers sometimes. Yeah, I understand. Well, thank yeah. you for the conversation. And uh, Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you for calling. And you know I'm expecting a call back when things change and uh, you're communicating clearly. Yeah, maybe in October, uh, when the Monday is actually there again. Or I communicate by email, too, as, as before. So, yeah. There's so many different ways to communicate. I think sometimes we take it for granted. I was, I made a phone call out of the blue recently to a friend, and she and I had been texting and emailing for a while, but I just got the sense that she needed to hear my voice. So I called her, and she said, oh, my God, I can't believe you just actually picked up the phone and called me. I said, well, if you remember back in the days when you and I were youngsters, we had no choice but to pick up the phone and call. Whether it was long distance or local, that was just either that or write a letter. And I said, I didn't feel like writing a letter. So, you know, there, those, there are those of us of a certain age that understand that the communications that are at our fingertips haven't always been so accessible. We had other options. And it's interesting to note, I've seen advertisements for, I think it's like a letter of the week club, where you get handwritten letters in the mail. It's from a stranger, but they customize it. I think they probably use AI to do it. I don't know. But supposedly, it's a handwritten letter. Dear Jay, how's that new job going? Hope things are going well with your, you know, with your supervisor. Um, maybe we can meet for lunch soon. Your friend Mary. I mean, they're not going to be long letters. They're going to be short and sweet and to the point, but you get them in the postal mail. And that's making a comeback. People like to get mail. It's not addressed to the resident. But also, you know, I think I'll, you know, get into the point is, um, I feel that, you know, so my supervisor is going to be gone for this week on holidays. Uh-huh. So I told the supervisor that, okay, I'm going to be just working in a work bay, and I won't be in with my computer all the time. But most of the people communicate by, you know, chats and things like that nowadays more than ever, and I don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> you know, text me or anything like that. And I feel that, what you're saying is is people are just getting just frustrated and just miscommunications and misunderstandings through um, characters on a screen that they're just they're just going to get right down to the source and, and call somebody and get it out and talk about it and, mm-hmm. and communicate more efficiently and under and have a um, a human experience of communication way it was done before through. Um, the emotions of their voice, the, the tone of the voice, um, the language that we're using, and the words that we're using, and um, you can't do that in, in can't do that in, and in, in an email is form. so easy. Even a text is so easy to say, "Oh, I didn't get it," or "Oh, it must have yeah. gotten lost in my seventeen thousand emails. I'll have to go look for it." And if somebody calls you on the phone, 
and you answer the phone, they can't, you can't escape that. There, there's no question, did you hear me speaking to you? And, um, you know, there's a, um, there's a lot to be said about the tried and true telephone call or face-to-face conversation. There's, there's no miscommunication. You can't say, oh, um, I, sorry, that wasn't what I read. And, and it is easy to misread. Sometimes right. we, we, we mistype or spell check sends out a word that wasn't what we intended. I'll never forget one time I texted my husband. He was at work. I was at home. And I wanted to know, did he want pizza that night for dinner? Because I just didn't feel like cooking. I was going to toss a pizza in the oven. And I didn't say, would you like pizza for dinner? I said, you want pizza for dinner. I meant to ask him a question. He wrote back, Pizza mind tricks work on me, referring to Star Wars. But, um, you know, he, that, that's kind of our joke now. But um, you can't always do that. You know, if it's somebody you know, you can get away with that kind of stuff. One of my colleagues, in fact, she's one of the co-founders of Be Unique, has constantly been chiding me to be a little softer, more gentle with my emails I tend to be, um, I guess you could say the word abrupt. I don't mean to be abrupt, and I don't mean to be curt, but I want to get my point out quickly. I don't, I really don't like small talk. So I would email Jennifer, sometimes I wouldn't even put her name on there. She knew who she was. You you get in the email from me. You don't need me to sign it. You can see it's from me. I can see it's to you. But I would just start out, today we must, and I'd bullet list the things that we needed to do. And she would say, could you soften that up a little bit with a good morning or happy Monday or hope you're doing well? And then end it with thank you. I'm like, those are extra words I just don't need to be adding. But then my sister started emailing me these crazy emails, and I I realized that I was doing what she was doing a little less um, harshly. But my sister, her every subject of her email would either be stuff or one, two, three. And if she said one, two, three, that meant there were going to be three bullets in the email, no more, no less. There was never a greeting. There was never a sign-off. It was just, these are the things you need to know at this point in your life. Um, and now when I saw that my sister was doing that and I picked up her habit, I started adding a little more human touch to my emails. But I don't think anybody could ever say that I don't communicate and I don't try to reach people where they are. Because if somebody says, I, own, I, don't, I don't do emails, I just don't, then I will, I will either call them or text them. Or I'll send a carrier pigeon. There's I'm where my thing and sarcasm comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody say something about a carrier pigeon. They said, use a raven. It makes a bigger impact. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, 
But you know the the, the thing is that um, I don't know how technology would be used, but if we get trained in their mindset, in that type of how do you say it, environment where you're using technology all the time, then how does it affect manifesting though? Does it actually affect that manifesting, or does it maybe complicates it more? So manifesting a long time ago was simple. Well, it's still simple, but we well, make it more complicated than it is. I think that manifesting is basically just an, um, a new age term for praying and expecting the miracle to happen. Because if you think about it, that's what it is. Um, I was raised in a church, where, and, and my mother was a prime example. She would never, ever say that she was manifesting anything. But she would say, I asked God to bring me, and he did. And I don't, don't want to repeat myself, so if you've ever heard me talk about my mother and Duke, let me know now. You've never heard that story. My no. father had been dead about five years and my mother decided it was time for her to find a new man in her life because she, my father died when he was 60, so she was 55. So she was relatively young, and she was tired of asking her children and grandchildren to come do menial labor that she never learned how to do. And so she asked God to send her somebody who was handy around the house and would help her. And she was specifically asking for a man. So she met um the uh, maintenance man on her job. They became really good friends, and his name was Sid. And so Sid would come to my mom's house. He'd fix, you know, change out a fluorescent light bulb or tighten up some wiring somewhere, whatever happened to be. Hang on one second, Jake. Just talk to yourself while I'm over here. My husband's actually taking this whole week off, just like your supervisor. So he's talking to a repairman now, and it was getting noisy. Um, so anyway, she met Sid, and he'd come to her house and fix things, and she'd cook him dinner. And after, I don't know, maybe six to eight months of this, um, after dinner, he would always go sit in the recliner and stay until the 11 o'clock news came on. And, I mean, we're talking years and years ago. So um, she sat down and she told God, I don't, you know, every night she'd get, wake him up, send him out of uh, the house. She didn't want him to spend the night at her house because, you know, people would talk. And so she started praying, thank you for sending Sid to me when I needed him. But I, I need somebody with a little more spunk. Could you please send me somebody and, and make him go to the same church I go to? I want somebody who goes to my church who will come over and maybe take me out for lunch every now and then. Um, and I don't want him falling asleep in, in my chair every night after dinner. So it wasn't long. She hooked up with a guy named Tom. Tom and Juanita had been my parents' couple friend years before. And Juanita had died about a year before. And because he had done his year of grieving or mourning or whatever, he decided it was time to connect with another woman. So he actually rebuilt my mother's entire kitchen, and everything was going along smoothly until one day they were getting ready to walk out the door to go to church together, and 
he grabbed her inappropriately and said it was time for her to pay for the kitchen. And so my mother started praying again. She said, get him. Get him out of my life, move him on. And it wasn't long he found him somebody who was interested in marriage. And my mother met Duke because she said, God, I need you to send me a male companion who will eat leftovers with me, go to church with me, whatever I want. But he will do it at my request, not because he's wanting it. And Duke was a stray basset hound that she found. So she'll tell you quick that... God answers prayers, but you've got to be mindful and careful of what you ask for. And it's the same with manifesting. You're asking the universe who is God. If you, you know, it depends on your, your personal belief system, whether it's, um, you know, God, universe, spirit, source. My son calls it Bob and Todd. I don't know why. He just says, I'm going to go. Communicate with Bob and Todd for a while, Mom. Leave me alone. i got to go pray. But, um, the, you know, it's, it's interesting. It does, you can, I mean, the, Christians have, I think, 200 names for God. The Kabbalah in Judaism has 72 specific names that have specific purposes for God. And, of course, there are other religions that call their deity different things. So it doesn't matter what you call it, just knowing that there's this. And, and, and also, if you um, have been doing some research into the 12-step program for a novel I'm writing, and the character, the main one of the main characters is an atheist. And so there's talk about how even an atheist believes that the rain will come eventually. And it, it's got to come from somewhere. You know, you, you have to have something that's not your own power. And that's what the universe is. That's what God is. That's what our, our higher self is. So when we reach out to that, whatever that is, that's what manifesting is. It's stating, uh, you, make a, you make a manifest statement or you say a prayer. And then you have the faith or belief that it's going to happen. There's really very little difference between the two. It's just in um, language, basically. What's about the feeling? Oh, it's about yeah. also the feeling of, of that. There's a big thing. Absolutely. Right? The feeling of it. Because uh, I find if, if you're a prayer person, your feeling is one of servitude. And if you're a manifesting person, your feeling is one of personal power. And if you if you pray, you tend to sound like you're begging sometimes. Please, please, please give me this. God grant me that. But when you're oh, manifesting, that's a, yeah, that's petition prayer. Yes. Yeah. But if you're manifesting, you're taking the power and and using that power that's already there. And you're just accept you're you're making a statement as if it's already happened, and you're accepting it, and knowing that it's going to come. So true, so true. 
So with that, I think it's time to end the show and um, say adios for now. And we will be grateful talking. for the opportunity to talk to you and uh, grateful for the, the pleasant um, conversation we had over the morning and uh, grateful that uh, Thank you. we have this great moment right now. I, I am too. I always enjoy it. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Jay. And I can't wait to hear how the communication's going in a couple of weeks because I don't think it's going to take much time for things to turn around for you. Awesome. It yeah. didn't take long once you put your mind to manifesting your new job. You got that pretty fast. Yeah, a little bit of work there, I tell you. A lot of <laughs> communication. <laughs> <laughs> Help from the other side, too, and everything else going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we shall talk again another time. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Have a talk great week, Jay. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday show with Mary Brotherton. Come back every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for more guidance on creating your ideal life. If you have questions about manifesting your happiness, email manifestmondayshow at gmail.com and Mary will respond on a future episode. Remember, friends, The fastest way to manifest your dreams is to speak them into existence in positive.